This anointed teaching by Dr. Beverly Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Hi everybody, Pastor Bev here. We are continuing with part two of How Are We Coping During a Crisis? You know, recently, Kevin Sadai had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ and Jesus told him, he said, Kevin, I, Jesus, am being misrepresented on the earth today because so many people are saying that I, Jesus, have caused the coronavirus. Jesus did not cause the coronavirus. Jesus does not have any sickness to give us. It's a devil that causes coronavirus. So we need to make sure that we know where sickness and disease come from. It's from the enemy's camp. It is certainly not from our loving Heavenly Father's camp. But something that Jesus said to Kevin Sadai caught my attention. He said, even though the devil brings the coronavirus, the Bible does say that in me, in the world, you're gonna have tribulation and trial. And he said, this was a test of their faith and the church by and large failed. What does that mean exactly? Were we hiding our lights instead of shining them in the dark world? John 16:33 says, in the world you're gonna have tribulation and trials you're going to have distress and there's going to be frustration and we've experienced that. We have been through frustration with this coronavirus. We've been distressed because of this coronavirus. We've all experienced that. But look, the Word says, the Word of God says, but be of good cheer. What, Jesus? Be of good cheer? Jesus said, cheer up, cheer up, family. Jesus said, Take courage. Jesus said, be confident, be certain, be undaunted. Well, what does that word undaunted mean? Well, I looked it up and other words for undaunted are be unafraid, be unalarmed by the coronavirus, be unflinching in your faith, family, be unshrinking, don't shrink back, be unfaltering in our belief systems and what we believe. It means be fearless and bold. And that's who we are. Why do you think Jesus asked that? Well, the answer is in the second part of John 16, in the Amplified, for I have overcome the world. Look here. I've deprived it of power to harm you. And I've conquered it for you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Jesus has conquered the coronavirus. Glory to God. And that crown around that coronavirus comes down in Jesus' name. And just for the record, the only uh, deity that I'm ever going to bow my knee to is Lord Jesus Christ who hung on the cross and had a, a crown on his head. I will bow my knee to him. But the coronavirus, that, that crown around the coronavirus bows in the name of Jesus. Jesus has conquered it. Jesus has conquered fear and worry and concern and anxiety. Let's have a look at Isaiah 40 verse 31. It says, but those who hope 
in the Lord. Oh, we hope in the Lord, family. We are not of a hopeless generation. Our hope is in the Lord. And look what happens when we hope in the Lord. It says that the Lord will renew our strength. We're going to soar with wings like eagles. We're going to run and not grow weary. We're going to walk and not faint. Hallelujah. That's amazing. John 14, 1 says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So there we have it, family. In the strange, strange world we live in now, God has not left us. He's going to give us peace of heart and mind. And how do we get that? By hearing the word of God, by speaking the word of God, the word of faith. You know, life is so different, right? Now, isn't it? When we go to the grocery store here in America, and I'm sure where you are, they want us to line up six foot apart from each other. And this is called social distancing. And you know what? Christians are obeying social distancing Non-believers are obeying social distancing. And since everyone's doing social distancing, I've decided to do a bit of distancing myself. It's called spiritual distancing. I'm distancing myself from fear, from anxiety, from worry, from concern. When anxiety comes to my heart and my mind, and of course it does. When he comes close to me, I say, wait a minute, we've got a six foot here. We are spiritually distancing myself from you. Anxiety, because Philippians 4 verse 6 says, do not be anxious about anything. Therefore, Beverly, I refuse. You refuse to be anxious about the future. You refuse to be anxious about what's going on. You refuse to be anxious about family. You refuse to be anxious about anything. But in every situation, and I name my situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. That's what God wants us to do. And guess what verse 7 says? And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our heart and our mind in Christ Jesus. So come on, family. Let us practice spiritual distancing. Then... When fear wants to come knocking at the door in my heart and my mind, I say to myself, no, I've decided I'm doing a bit of spiritual distancing. 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, I do not have a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. Psalm 34 verse 4 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. Glory to God. Psalm 118 verse 6 says, The Lord is on my side. Whom shall I fear? And now I've got a scripture straight from God to you at this time. Isaiah 35 4 says, Tell everyone who is discouraged, be strong and don't be afraid. God is coming to your rescue. Isn't that an incredible scripture? That's especially for you. Okay, so what are we supposed to do as believers during this crisis? Well, I'm so glad that you asked that question, family. 
Do you remember the movie in 1995? I saw the trailer. It was an American disaster movie. Morgan Friedman and Dustin Hoffman were starring in it and it was called Outbreak. Do you remember it's a story about the deadly virus that they discovered in a mercenary camp in Zaire in 1967 and two soldiers were ordered to bomb the camp so that they could not spread the virus? But 30 years later, the virus reappeared and so Colonel Sam Daniels was played by Dustin Hoffman who was a virologist and he was sent to Zaire to investigate. He and his crew in, uh, gathered information, found out that this virus was a potential danger to America, and he asked his superiors to please put out an alert. But his superior said that the virus would never get to America. And so they covered that up. They covered up the information. However, one of the animals that hosted this virus was a white-headed monkey. Mm. The coronavirus was a bat. This was a white-headed monkey. Okay. And so the white-headed monkey was brought to America illegally from Zaire by the man by the name of Jimbo. On the way to America, he was bitten and infected by this virus. So he wanted to get rid of the monkey and he sold it to a pet store owner who also was infected. And he wanted to get rid of the monkey and said, let the monkey go out in the woods. But they could not stop the pandemic. They could not stop the virus. They were contagious and it spread like wildfire. It was a pandemic. Everyone was in a panic, much as we see today. In fact, don't you feel like sometimes you're on a movie set and you're just waiting for the director to say, cut, that's a wrap for today. Yes, it seems so unreal. But I want us to change this around. Come on, family. You know, that virus was so contagious. This coronavirus has been so contagious, but why don't we turn the whole thing around for good and let us be contagious? I'm not talking about the virus. Come on, family. I'm talking about be contagious with the love of God, contagious with the power of God, contagious with the anointing of God, contagious with the peace of God, contagious with the love of God, contagious with the fresh anointing and the power of God. He wants us to be a host of his anointing to others. You know, when we got born again, seeds of greatness were planted in each and every one of us. We were never meant to reach one level and not go to another, even though there's a pandemic. Do you think that God is saying in heaven, I don't know what to do now because there's a pandemic on the earth? No, he's going to He's saying, come on, family, it's time to rise up. It's time to be contagious, time to get my word out, time to love people, time to help people, pray for people, do miracles in my name. Family, we were meant to be great influencers in the world today not be cowering away in fear, but no, be bold in faith. How, how many of you remember the swine flu? Remember the swine flu? They thought it started in Mexico, right? So they shut the Mexico city down, just like we've seen now, how they shut cities down. So there was no traffic, there was no businesses, there was no people, it looked so weird, but they tried to contain the swine flu. What were they trying to do? Stop it from spreading everywhere. Stop it from being contagious. Stop the swine flu from infecting people. 
But what happened? A few people got the swine flu and it spread everywhere. It could not be contained. It was contain. It was contagious. Well, we need to be contagious with the love of God, the power of God, the anointing of God, and the joy of the Lord. I know, family, there will be people around us who think we are crazy. There are people who try and stop us, people who push us down. But we must say, God, we're going to take new ground for the kingdom, for the Lord Jesus Christ. The good news is that you are uncontainable, that the forces of evil outside of you are not as great as the forces of God inside of you. 1 John 4 verse 4 says, Greater is he that is in you, family, than he that is in the world. And if you're going to become everything that God planned and created for you to be, you cannot be filled with fear. We cannot be filled with fear, but Father, but rather we have to be faith-filled, dynamic believers at this time. That's right, faith-filled, dynamic believers. We cannot think that we've reached our limit. We're not going to think, okay, because of the coronavirus, we can't do more, have more, give more. No, family. We're going to stretch our faith. We're going to say, God, thank you for wisdom and understanding. Show us how to be more effective in our businesses, be more effective in serving you. Give us new ideas so we can be influencers in the kingdom of God. God will give you that wisdom that you're asking for. Now, some of us have got complacent, not me, but some people have got complacent and fearful. You're believing the lies of the devil when he says you've got so far and you can't go any further. No, family, bind that in Jesus' name. You were made to accomplish more. You were made to give more. You were made to have more. You were made to achieve more. Believe me when I tell you that is the will of God for your life. God is saying you haven't scratched the surface of what I have in store for you. God is still wanting to take you places where you've never been before. He's going to bring you opportunities and he's going to make you amazing influences for the kingdom of God. You have not seen the fullness that God has for you. You've got to dig in your heels and you've got to say you will not be contained by people's limitations. You will not be contained by, by fear, but you're going to be faith-filled, dynamic believers at this time. We should rise up like cream and shine for the glory of God. Remember, family, loving people and being kind to people is what people need right now and then share our faith with them. The unsaved don't have hope, but we have hope because Christ is in us and we should be infecting others with joy, being kind to others. It's not a time for us to shrink back and to hide our gifts and talents. We were not meant to be secret servants. No family, not at all. God wants us to be influencers. So we are to go and spread the good news with God's love and God's joy. And you know, family, that's exactly what happened in Acts chapter 4. Peter and John were praying for a crippled man and there was a great miracle. The religious leaders of the day, they did not know what to do with Peter and John. But Peter and John could not be contained. In Acts 4 verse 8, it says then, Peter, look, your family is filled with the Holy Spirit. He said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame, and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, 
by whom you crucified, by whom God raised from the dead, and that this man stands before you healed. Salvation is found in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we can be saved. And when they saw the courage, the courage of Peter and John, they realized that these were unschooled, ordinary people, ordinary men. And they were astonished, but they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Family, there's a key. They had been with Jesus, ordinary people doing extraordinary things for the kingdom of God because they were with Jesus. Verse 15 says, so they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and then they confer together. What are we going to do with all these men? They asked everyone living in, everyone living in Jerusalem knows they performed a notable sign and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name. And then he called them in again and he commanded them not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. Oh, but Peter and John said, sorry, we're not going to be contained. We're not going to be limited. We're not going to stop spreading the good news. You're going to try and shut us down, but you can't shut down the power of God, the anointing of God, the joy of the Lord and miracles. No, as long as we stay in faith and we believe Jesus and we walk in love family, nothing can hold us down. Nothing can shut us down. The message was not restricted. It spread like wildfire and we're still preaching about that message today. Miracles still take place today. We can show hope to a hopeless generation. Yes, there are people who are trying to discourage us. People will try and contain us, push us down, belittle us. Yes, we'll be laughed and mocked at. But I want you to know, family, God is going to open doors for you that no man can shut. And God is going to raise you up even if someone's trying to push you down. Do you remember that song? Yes, by Josh Groban. He sang, you raise me up so that I can stand on mountains. I'm singing, I'm saying it to you. I'm not singing it. I'm saying it. God is raising you up so you can stand on mountains. He's saying, you raise me up to walk on stormy seas. We might be going through stormy seas. God is raising you up to walk on stormy seas. So you can say, I'm strong when I'm on your shoulder. You raise me up to be more than I can be. And that's it, family. God is raising you up to be more than you have ever thought you can be. So come on, time to get our fire back, time to get our dream back. It may look impossible, but with God, all things are possible. That setback can't contain you. That injustice, that disappointment, that bad break, that heartache cannot hold you down. Yes, we have to get rid of our limited mentality. We have to push forward in faith with vitality. God will still take us where we're supposed to be. And that's exactly what happened to Apostle Paul. Remember, he was put in prison because he was spreading the good news. He could have got discouraged. He could have got depressed. He said, I'm doing everything for you, God. Look, I'm in this cold, horrible cell. But what was his attitude? 
He said, I might not go out and be able to minister and preach the gospel, but what do I have in my hands? And sometimes family, we go, look, what do we have? Right where we are, we got to use what we have. He said, I've got a pen and a paper and I'm going to start writing. And he ended up writing much of the New Testament from the prison cell. They thought they were containing him, but it just did the opposite. It backfired. Paul still has tremendous influence today with his writings, which were done from a prison cell. So I believe that God is going to increase your influence. The scripture talks about God's light shining on us, his favor shining on us. And I want you to start expecting God's favor to start shining on you. God is going to help you break barriers in Jesus' name. We're going to take new ground for the kingdom of God. Family, it's time for God's people to know who they are, stand tall, use their faith, and you have so much in potential inside of you. Come on, family, enlarge your vision. Don't be contained and you will see what God is going to do through you. Let your dreams come back. You're not too young. You're not too old. Don't give up now. This is not the time to give up. Yes, we've had some victories and we've had some not so great victories, but the best is yet to come. You haven't seen anything yet what God is going to do. Take the limits of God. Take the limits of yourself. It's time for us to become contagious with the love of God, the power of God. Come on church, it's time to rise and shine and let's be everything that God has created us to be. It's time, family, to rise and shine. And we can be more than we ever thought we'd be because greater is He that's in us than he that is in the world. It's your time, church, to rise and shine. Well, I hope that invigorated you. <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed that as much as I did. If this is the first time that you're watching us, perhaps, and you say, I don't know Jesus, and you'd like to get to know Jesus, won't you just bow your head to where you are? I'd like to pray a simple prayer with you, knowing that you too can make sure Jesus is in your heart and heaven is your home. Let's say this together. Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name and I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And from today on, I'll do my best to live for Him. Thank you, Lord. Eternity is my home in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, family, welcome to the family. We love you. We're praying for you. And from Apostle Thea and myself, we say we are looking so forward to seeing you soon in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.